Hi, and welcome to a delayed episode 37 of Beerfest Brewers Roundtables. This week we have something a bit special and a little bit different. Um, we're bringing together a small group behind a project in South Africa which intends to encourage um, entrepreneurship and encourage employment in the beer industry. Not necessarily as brewers, but in the broader industry um, whether it is brewing itself, whether it is marketing, whether it's podcasting, that, and to open up the basically the opportunities that are available and inspire an interest in beer itself as opposed to just a cheap drinking, something, you know, to get drunk. Um, but to understand the taste, the flavours, the, the history, the kind of the culture behind craft beer and, and to relate it to the, to, to the wider kind of food world, I guess. Um, it's a very interesting project. It was started in South Africa, and it, the team now includes three people, two of whom are from India. So um, I won't delay any longer. You can listen. It is quite interesting. You can also, of course, watch the video of this, if you prefer, at Bjorfest.com and also on our YouTube channel. And while on our website, you can you know subscribe and join in all our future episodes we we're taking a little break but we're going to be back in september and there's some really interesting stuff um prepared basically or at least in the process of being prepared at the moment so and scheduled and all of that so um anyway won't hold you any longer let's talk beer Group of people who are involved in a project emanating from South Africa um, that is introducing beer as a culture, as a business, as a lifestyle um, in South Africa, primarily. Um, and so, what I have today, who we have, we have Obakang Milope here, the founder, and we have Anchor Napa, and hope we'll have uh, someone else coming on as well later. But, um, Obakang, do you want to just introduce yourself and kind of tell people the background? Um, I'm a filmmaker, a beer brewer here in South Africa. Me, film industry, for South African Film Awards, and also judge for the South African Music Awards. Uh, I was a jury rather for the TV Awards, and I traveled ten countries globally due to film festivals. So I got to taste different uh, beers, different food different uh, beverages. And I got to, I always had this uh, desire to come to the beer industry because of, you know, I'm downloading videos, how it's made videos of beer. So um, I got to learn about food cultures. So I was like, you know what, if I come to the beer industry, I'm coming with that kind of background. So after studying uh, uh, introduction to brewing and also again, getting a sponsorship from, from America, whereby we were women of color and we were learning this uh, Cicerone certification program. I got inspired that, you know what, I can do this. So for me, uh, after from, um, visiting family members and seeing that the young ones here in South Africa, they don't have jobs, they're sitting with qualifications and they don't have anything to do. I was like, let me, uh, you know, give back and use this project and come up with the idea beer is art, whereby I can implement, uh, uh, empower their lives. So beer is art, we're teaching the young and unemployed uh, uh, South African youth 
over the age of 21, how to brew beer, how to start uh, uh, Cicerone, how to smell uh, tasting beer and license so that they can use beer as entrepreneurship. And I got to, you know, uh, uh, partner with my lovely friends, uh, Alkul and uh, Chetty introduced themselves. Hi. Okay, now <laughs> there's a lot to, to unpack. So maybe we'll just go um, over to... Yeah, maybe we'll just continue the introductions. Grisha, do you want to tell us your background and then? So my background has been Brian, uh, primarily an advertising person with over 25 years in. And um, always been interested in beer. It started up being drinking a lot of beer. And then one fine day I realized I wanted to be a part of the industry. So I gave up my advertising career just to be um, somehow fit myself in the beer industry. And um, along the way, I, I tried different things, uh, but I became a uh, also feature writer for a beer magazine and an online site. And um, during that point of time is when I met Angul for the first time. And to be honest, I didn't know anything about podcasts. Okay, I met him just once and he told me, why don't you start podcasting? In fact, he guided me through the entire thing. And that's when I started the Cheers Charity Podcast. And my journey has been very simple. You don't need to be a brewer or you don't need to know everything about beer to be part of the beer industry. Your love and passion for it is good enough. And uh, fortunately, I read a lot and my love for it. And plus I talk a lot and my name is itself is Chatty, which means talking. So I put it all together and made my brand Cheers Chatty. And I talk everything about beers, starting with women being in the beer industry. And see, life has come a full circle. And again, I'm talking to a woman who's doing so much for the beer industry. And then later on, I went to the men. I said, you know, why not be inclusive? Also, what I do right now is I see beer in everything, okay? It's not just about talking about brewers and the different styles of brewing and stuff. I connect beer to anything in life that's cheerful because I believe beer makes the world a cheerful place to live in. So that's my entire thing. So I create my own content, which I see this connect with beer. Whether it's about using as simple as someone selling pee pads, I say, you know, someone who drinks beer constantly needs to go to the loo, okay? For me, for instance, and you know, it's very difficult to find the loop. So I connected that and did a podcast with that. I did something with Elon Musk. If he was a beer, what kind of beer he would? Okay. So, so on and so forth. So that's my journey, and uh, I'm just loving it. And I'm loving the fact that Overpink, you know, just came to uh, came to us and from nowhere, and you know, we have the same ideologies and same beliefs. Sorry, before we move on to Anchor, you have to tell us what beer would Elon Musk. Uh, he's going to be a beer which is uh, completely AI-driven uh, beer, okay? And that will be launched in mass. It's not something that's going to be launched in on Earth. And you need to have, you need to decode it, you know, to be eligible to actually even taste his beer. And it will, you have to be able to afford to go. <laughs> Fair enough. How about you, Anchor? What's your background? Are you a brewer? Uh, yes, I'm a brewer. So I've been brewing for Indian industry for past 12 years. And in these 12 years, I have worked on more than 12 beer, bottle beer brands for Indian market and worked with AB InBev, Carlsberg and SAB Miller. Also with the United Beverage, who is India's largest beer brand. So they hold more than 50% of market share. So okay. from for me, this profession is more than passion. So I can say I'm passionate brewer. So I did my all possible qualifications in brewing. I think passion is what comes yeah. across everybody I've ever spoken to on this exactly. series yeah. is yes. all 
No one does it for money, basically. Everyone does yes. it for money. It starts with passion and it flows yeah. that way. Yeah. So so maybe now that we have a bit of background, Overking, what is the project exactly? What is it? What, what are the aims? How are you How are you bringing it to life? Or where is it in the, in the process? So the project uh, basically aims to create employment among the uh, young people who are unemployed. So my aim is to bring them in a classroom environment teach them everything that they need to know about there. Bring different mentors, bring different uh, inspirations and learn how I've learned about, you know, from the beer testing, the colors, the clarity and getting, you know, down and, 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 and dirty brewing. I aim to take them to like brewery visits and get to know the licensing and the business part of beer. I do understand that not everybody can be brewer, not everybody. So that's why I'm also bringing podcasts to expose them to opportunities to say, you know what, yes, we'll teach you brewing. Maybe you might want to go into podcast. Maybe you might want to, you know, do like a beer. Uh, I'm a filmmaker. So for me, I'm also shooting, you know, when you do brew visits, I see the brewers down and making films about the brewers here in South Africa. I'm exposing that, uh, that to them. So the aim is to see this uh, negative connotations. About. Immediately when you think of beer, you think of people who are passed away, people who are drunk and abusing. So in communities whereby people are impoverished, people used to, uh, they use beer as a form of escapism, depression, other uh, illnesses, and they tend to abuse it. So beer has got a bad rap around here. It's, I want beer to go to those communities and empower those people using entrepreneurship. I want people to have a, 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 a view of beer the way me and you have a view of beer because of it helps us, you know, because of when we see all these negative connotations about beer, Brewers get uh, ostracized, breweries get closed because of, you know, there's this negative rotations. So we are building this brand. We're making them understand that, yes, please don't drink and drive. But when you do this mischief, know that you are are closing business for us. So I want to change the negative perception about beer. I want to be part of those people who will, you know, uh, increase the employment rate in South Africa because of this is the issue right now uh, whereby we people don't have jobs. So this is where I'm seeing Bria and, and uh, it's uh, going to and the fact that I'm going uh, uh, getting people from international races like India's notorious for its spices and Bumyo's like, how does their beer taste like? You know, I want to find that they're incorporating those spices, those teas. They go to tea farmers and make uh, beer that's incorporated teas. I'm from a village back home and even Joba. How about the young ones use the herbs that they get from the, uh, uh, the bush and, and, and make beer uh, using, you know, those herbs and berries, you know, that we creating a style for ourselves. The ones from Joba will do like the Americans. You know, Americans, they put the marshmallows and, and all those nice stuff in their beers. Maybe the ones from the ghetto, um, from, from the, the urban areas will do that. So I want people us to create a, a, a bustling, you know, exciting moment. Like right now, uh, South Africa, we like uh, uh, American. You know, this is way we're getting excited. I want us to get to a point whereby everybody's making beer right now. Everybody's excited. It's a huge business. Uh, Let me interrupt you there. What is the situation with, say, brewing and beer in South Africa? I understand, like, in, in America, which is the, the most, well, advanced maybe is, is not the right word, but, you know, it's furthest along the line in that, and I think craft be like, 20% of the market there. 
Um, where, where is it, you know, and it's obviously pretty mainstream in America, where is it in South Africa that, that you're trying to tap into this? It's so, here in South Africa, it's so exciting. There's this wave of, you know, beer craft beer going on uh, in South Africa. You do know, uh, South Africa used to be a, a beer drinking uh, a country. We are never a beer country. And, you know, their sense of beer, uh, I do the sense of wine. So people started to start their own craft beer breweries. And you can go to restaurants now and get a, a craft beer paired uh, meal. So it's this exciting thing where I know 150 brewers right now who have started their, their own breweries. And the young people are eager. Everyone wants to see, you know, a can of beer for themselves. So we are in the infect stages, and but we are maturing and growing very quickly because people have made mistakes people you know have grown now we are you know what's going on and we are going in and note that uh, beer making is very expensive you understand on brewery is very expensive so what uh, differentiates us the most as, as i go to breweries and interview brewers is that people have passion people are willing to give their hours people are, are standing small people are getting those investments it's about go, 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 go time. We need our own thing right now. So uh, as I'm answering the other question you asked me, where are we going with this? I know that you know what is expensive starting your own breweries, but if they can have a license, if they can know the skill, I mean, you can get a grandfather, uh, you know, costing 15,000 and build yourself. From yeah, well, I mean, I, I think we see at least a lot of people I've been talking to, they're, they're very small brewers. Some people are making a nice living doing very nice kind of wild beers or something like that they charge a lot of money for them but uh, anchor where, where did where do you come into this then you're bringing the brewing an indian brewing side to it what is that the again i'm completely pleading mm -hmm. i have no oh, idea what, yeah. what the beer scene in india is like either is it is there a large craft beer scene is it all in india yeah yeah so in india yes uh, we are like uh, 10 years ahead uh, than south africa in terms of brewing, in terms of beer culture. So we also don't have beer culture and we are also a developing country. So as of now, there are more than 250 microbreweries in India and more than five craft beers brand. Yeah. And on a large scale, ABinbev, SAB Miller, which is South African Brewery Limited, they got merged. And we have our Indian brand, which is Beera 91 and Kingfisher. There are a few more beer brands. So on an average, there are more than 12 uh, large size beer brands and 250 microbreweries. Okay. This is this is what India is all about. Right, and so. in addition to the Aubeking uh, South Africa beer scene, there are more than 220 microbreweries. And to understand the brewing scene over there is S.A.B. Miller says itself South African brewery. So, so they have developed a way more uh, business than India. And, uh, and and coming back, why we gathered for this podcast is, what excited me for this podcast is, so number one, the spices, because if I can see the similarity between South African spices and Indian spices, they are very similar, let's say for cumin, black pepper, cardamom. And there are like similar foods, you know, way of cooking is similar, but they named a different in even ingredients are same so while meeting with the while i was discussing the same thing with chatty so this is what excited me okay you know we already know these spices and i've already worked on these spices with beer 
so let's let's teach people you know in south africa and uh, you know increase the literacy brewing literacy rate i can say everyone is literate in my own definition but increasing the brewing literacy as well as uh, decreasing the you know unemployment rates just by employing them into brewing and again uh, as obeking said the beer has got negative popularity even in our country yeah it is slowly slowly you know it is uh, fading off in india i hope that will also happen south africa as well so one of the factor you know how i measure you know it is washing off in india is uh, five years back uh, not five years seven years back the female consumption uh, figure of india was not more than i can say 10% beer drinkers now it got increased to 70% yeah big jump yeah, yeah I, i think that and, and, and i think i single handedly contribute quite a bit to that yes <laughs> and i'm thanks to chetty because uh, she also highlighted like top 10 females of indian brewing industry so yes so the, and, the oh, overall thing that's why i'm here okay and and just touching on you mentioned the spices there and that is there anything that you specifically kind of an indian style spice used in used mainly in india as opposed to anywhere else or like the, i guess what i'm trying to ask is like one is are the spices in the beers thing and do do you go for slightly different beers because the food is spicy as well you know is there a specific mm-hmm. style of beer that we- so as obeking was uh, talking about india is very notorious about its spices so if i correlate the same thing uh, in india we have garam masala probably you have tasted that in indian curries similarly in south africa they have uh, a mixture of spices mit mita uh, tell me obeking uh, if i am you know pronouncing it correct yeah what, what is... yeah it's correct mit mita it's like a mixture of cloves cardamom cumin salt ginger right so sounds an interesting being, beer yeah <laughs> so no it's it's not uh, like it's not new thing so this beer will be like if i correlate with bjcp guidelines or cicerone beer guidelines so this beer will be similar to farmhouse ale you know oh. because those uh, spices will put lots of you know hotness yeah. on on your uh, throat you know okay. after engulfing beer you will be feeling too warmth one is because of alcohol another is because of spices as well as uh, at the same time it will be very you know aromatic at the same time confusing for the consumer you know what aromas are coming and uh, if if someone is having the same beer from india or south africa with you know let's say with rice and curry so they'll they'll enjoy like with red meat you can imagine yeah you know how farmhouse ale pairs well with yeah. you know barbecues and all those during christmas time so it is similar so i won't say that this thing will be new these things are already there you know being together we just have to connect the dots right so that people will you know realize okay this is what is happening and uh, in this project is that what you're going to be mainly doing teaching people the actual beer recipes or like you like you said you have experience on building brands of as well is that something you're going to be bringing into it so my role is uh, in the whole thing, thing is uh, i know the complexity of beer education i know there are like organic chemistry biochemistry so many complex things are but uh, making this thing into art you know making this thing as simple as uh, taking time from your wrist watch it's very simple right so converting the whole education thing into that form that's that's that will be my role and uh, 
so that you know it can be easily uh, mm-hmm. delivered to the students and they can also share with someone okay. right and uh, i come from a background where i know uh, i can say class 1 technology right and converting that into usable resources around us let's say in brewery we have fermenter right steel ferment and uh, at home we have leftover cold drink pet bottle so if we you know put it upside down it looks like ferment right, right? and it can hold similar amount of pressure so that can be used as a brewing vessel fermentation so i'm i'm you know i'm planning on similar grounds where i can teach people with you know less expensive but keeping the quality and the safety intact with the education yeah. that's actually um chatty and where are you what, what are you bringing you obviously have the, the podcasting i believe you're the first and biggest beer podcasting yes i'm the um the exclusive beer podcaster i don't do any other alcohol podcast i only stick to beer and uh, as far as my role is is um, i'm the one who will put all these people whatever they're doing over overking is doing and, and uncle will be doing i'm going to can them in bottles okay and put them as a crate together as a, as a podcast so i'll be um, my aim is one is to make it very approachable to the audience saying that beer is not rocket science uh, it's a very simple thing if i could be a part of the beer industry so can you and whatever uh, the education part part is there the empower empowerment part is there that's what i'm going to be projecting out there is to say that one is you know that uh, you enjoy the cheers you just love it also make it a cause and make it something that you can empower people that there is more to it to beer than just uh, and like i said earlier that consuming it you can make something out of yourself and above all one needs to learn to respect beer you know it's not just something that you know you just drink and waste yourself i'm not saying everyone does that but my idea is to uh, give it a purpose to the podcast whether it's hardcore education it is serious fun it is res- uh, social responsibility or even if you want to take up uh, podcasting i am i i want to be the mouth that's <laughs> so i i guess come back like, where are you in in this how far along have you gone where is it going to to go to or you know overcoming where have you started teaching people is it are you going to classrooms are they coming to you are you, is it all how much is online i guess just tell me the whole process basically okay uh for now we've passed a bit because we have a crowd uh finding a pay uh in a, a fundraising campaign happening in the USA and whereby you know pitching to brewers that can pay they can pay uh, brew beer their beer uh, upcharge it and donate the upcharge because we have to the lectures uh, we have to at least uh, compensate them because it's their day they are uh, 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 working as well so we don't want to exploit everybody so for now we've passed but the videos that have been sent to podcasters i think i've sent you as well if i'm not i'm going to send you we've been you know uh, uh, shooting up using my own funds you know salary uh, shooting uh, profile brewers and doing a trailer so we hoping that by next year uh, january we are starting from fresh uh, in a classroom environment we have breweries you know booked so that they can see they do a day in a brewery so that's where we are but uh, we, the classes will be online and 
offline, meaning that it's going to be a Zoom situation that like we have right now, whereby uh, uh, brewers, or, or it's not only, we don't have only Indian partners, we are talking with their partners from Turkey and Japan. We want to get as much information as we can. We're going to get an Indian style and uh, how they do stuff, how, what made them uh, successful. We're also going to get the Japanese style on technology and beer, what makes their beer unique. So it's a classroom situation. They're sitting down, they are learning in a Zoom situation. And also it's an online whereby they have a, a lecture in front of them and you go with the visits. That sounds complex. Sounds very complex. But um, yeah, so let me just see what I did. Yeah, so I mean, you, you answered one of my questions here, which was why you've gone and got people from India. No offense to you, but why? But it, it is part of a wider range that you're trying to bring in, let people see what beers on different parts of the world are like your countries is like yes you know when you get inspired you know you see the beer culture i can tell talk about japan researching japan pitching to them you know there's this company whereby they implement you know they are notorious also for for their technology they implemented their technology to their beer whereby now they can they have a technology to freeze the foam of beer and they can you know dispense it using that ice cream dispenser it's a tasteless Home, but they keep the beer cold for like 30 minutes You're at the stadium and they just dispense it on top of your beer and that foam it's cold it's like snow texture so we i'm excited about things like that you know we want to as more as uh, as much as you see you know the cultures how they do their technology and the different spices from india those the teas that they 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 uh, getting the tea from uh, tea uh, women-owned farms, tea farms. So, you know, it's inspirational as well. It gets to open up your mind. You get to design your, your own style from all these elements, all these people. Because one of the things I'm seeing talk to a lot of people are maybe it's just becoming more obvious to me is there seems to be a trend towards smaller, more batch, more kind of almost foraging ingredients, you know, as opposed to... More niche and uh, more local, yeah. Yeah, definitely more local, getting more local ingredients and even things like, you know, spontaneous fermentation. And very small batches, you don't need to make it at a commercial level, big, huge thing, and then say, oh my God, where's the investment going to come in? And it's not such a big picture. It's small and you can make smaller things really big. And I think the most important thing as far as South Africa and India is concerned, there's a lot of palate pairing. You know, palates are very similar. So, so our kind of uh, food habits or preferences will become easier for them to adapt as well because we are very much, you know, uh, on the same ground. We can, um, there's a synergy and which is what will make us easy to ferment their uh, beers that is, you know, that they can relate to as well. You know, it's not going to be something or something new all of a sudden that's come and uh, uh, hit their so um, I, I think it's, it's, it's a perfect opportunity for all three of us and for both the countries. And um, this has got a very, very long story to go, a very successful. Yeah, it sounds like at least the ambition is there. I mean, it's going to be something, something to keep an eye on. Um, I, I'll be honest with you. I mean, how much, like you're, you're trying to reduce, uh, reduce unemployment through this as well. How many people can be employed in the beer industry? There has to be a, a ceiling on it somewhere. Do you see a ceiling like? You know, because not everybody can own a brewery because <laughs> they won't be buying anywhere. Yeah, else. You have other things, you know, Brian. It's not that you only have to. Work. So even if there's one person who who builds a brewery, there could be many who would get employed in it. Yeah. You know, and could be doing different kind of things. Someone's good at communication. Someone's good at brewing. Someone's good at operations. Someone's good at podcasting. Someone's good at you know just you also need people to drink them. 
yeah. and responsibility. So it, it takes one to create the change, uh, change and many to support the change. And I think that's what Overking is, um, is, is, that's her vision. That's, that's where our horizon lies. And um, we are very happy to uh, partner with her along the way. So the, the whole idea is to give people a, a complete knowledge, focusing first maybe on the beers, their taste, basically educating their palate, what's available, and then introducing the options in the wider kind of beer orbit, truck driving, podcasting, logistics, and marketing, and all of that. So, I mean, it's it's a hugely ambitious kind of syllabus. Are you going to be able to do all of that, or do you think you'll have to break it into smaller things, or how are you going no, to do I didn't it? expect myself properly. We are teaching them brewing, uh, licensing, uh, Cicerone and uh, 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 podcasting. They can decide by themselves based on that knowledge to apply uh, on the knowledge that they have. Uh, okay. I was making the example of a truck driver, uh, like a logistic person who owned a logistic company or something and getting into the logistic business. I'm a filmmaker by profession. But uh, my impact in the, before the, the beer's art was to do films about uh, the brewers, the beers, and their breweries. So I'm in, making an impact in the beer industry using my skills that I've studied for. Okay. okay. And also, I also studied uh, beer again. That made me, you know, get more understanding of beer. I studied Cicerone in the U.S., as I said, and I introduced to beer and uh, brewing and also going to brewing uh, at breweries. So it makes, you know, uh, get more knowledge uh, rather than, you know, just studying a track. You gain knowledge to expand more and you can come up. So of course we like to also open up their mind. That, that joins in with what Chatty was saying there about everything she looks at is somehow or other in her mind related to beer. So it's the, it's open your mind to the, you, you just see beer everywhere. I just see every. Uh, yeah. If I don't see it, then I feel there's something. <laughs> <laughs> see, the idea is to make it uh, to spread cheer and and just keep it light. There's um, enough to worry about anywhere in life. And see, beer as a the good thing about beers, it brings people together. There's no snob appeal to it. Uh, unlike you know, there is certain um, personality to wine or to you know single malt and scotches of the world. This is very inclusive. It, it, it just brings, it, it doesn't have any gender, social status, or culture. You know, it's, it's all over. I mean, you can't even just say, oh, the beer from this country or that, that country. When you sit together and have beer, it's just beer that, that's, that's on the table and that's what unites me. Yeah. So yeah, I, I think that's, that's how I would think. I like to be as a person as well. And uh, that's what I would like to do through my podcasting and through whatever that I do in life. Yeah, I'd kind of agree with you mostly about the beer because any but all the brewers are very inclusive and all the people who really like the beer. There's a, I think there is sneaking in a lot of snobbery to people who think that you know you shouldn't have a lager because you should have some very fancy craft kind of beer, beer or something. Beer that's brewed. That there is a little bit of snobbery in there, I think, in some people. But yeah, and as a general rule, I think definitely brewers. Whenever you come across a brewer. They just want to share, like like we discussed earlier. It's passion. Passion. get in because they're passionate, and they get into because they're passionate, um, and, and that is something that you can get that. Uh, so, brand, I think the way we need we need to position ourselves is like a global aggregator. You know, yeah, that's what that's I mean. So the hub is South Africa, and Obaking is bringing different people from different parts of the world, like from USA, from India, from UK, anywhere else that she's speaking with. 
putting them all together and somehow empowering the people of South Africa, they're producing the beers. Yes, there will be certain proceeds that will be given to this initiative, but it's the question of not uh, setting up our own industries, but putting people together that they can put themselves out there. This is a platform. And then they empower people. And that's how the, uh, you know, you make the world a better place. Yeah, and I suppose, yeah, as you're doing that, you're building that network as well, so that the people who come out of the whole thing have someone they can go to and, you know. Exactly. Can, so if you want to learn the Indian style of brewing, then there are people out here. So you can take that on. If you want to know something like a Sri Lankan style or the UK style, those kind of beers, yes, there is, we have a faculty who can teach you that as well. You know, right. working, I'm, I hope I'm not wrong, but this is the way I think is what our entire uh, goal is. The people learn different styles and they choose what they want to yeah. do. It's like the way you go in for education. You learn everything initially and then you specialize in one thing that you want to take from yeah. there. No, it, it's, it's a, like I said before, it's, it's fascinating, but it's also a hugely ambitious project. Absolutely, absolutely. It's one, <laughs> one drop at a time. <laughs> exactly. So, um, listen, guys. Um, I don't know. I don't know what else to ask. I'm not really an interviewer, so I, I generally just don't know. I'm sure I'm missing a question that's completely obvious that someone wants to tell me something that I'm forgetting to ask. Is there anything that we should I, specifically I, mention? I think what What you would really want to ask is when do we finally uh, start on, and and when do we come back to you with our success story? Is that <laughs> well, I, I think we got a little bit that the hope is January to start. Yeah. The success yeah. story, yeah, you're right. Nobody's come back and told, nobody said, like, yeah, how long is, how long is the... 2023, you will see a lot of milestones that would be achieved, okay? I'm, I'm feeling very uh, hopeful about it because it's such a great initiative. Uh, there's a reason why uh, all of us are here together, you know, out of nowhere. You know, we don't know each other from Adam, <laughs> from Mars, I would say, in this case. So um, if it is happening, then it's definitely going to make something. I, I think uh, we shouldn't put in a deadline and say, no, by this time, we're going to be so-and-so. Okay, but uh, what we really need to say is that we're going to be taking the steps and uh, we'll be taking on one country at the time and one individual at a time in South Africa who will come back and say, I've got something. I've done something with that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, like even if you reach one person, it's a it's a major achievement. Yeah. Hopefully, yeah. hopefully you reach a lot more. Um, and is there um, is this then that either of you or anyone else are planning to then transfer that into another country? Like maybe have an Indian have an Indian version of it, and then people come from South Africa to to show, to show the Indian people what what's going on. Or is that any part of the plan? Yeah, yeah, it can it yeah. can happen. But for now, you know, yeah, we're taking it one step at a time. <laughs> And one thing again, uh, Brian, they say if your dreams don't scare you, uh, <laughs> you should let them go. Like, it's very ambitious. <laughs> and yeah. I was like, you know what? I'm going in. I'm going you know, in. I shouldn't be forcing world domination on you. <laughs> so, um, yeah. <laughs> so, uh, sorry, I, there is one other question I wanted to ask just on the styles. Like, you're going through, you're going to be having styles, like you said, from Japan, from India, from across. I noticed like from our from our chat with you know um a Piway and that and Jesse Oquaza Tolikazi, there is still a very big African traditional brewing tradition. Are you going to be kind of focusing on trying to make that a thing? Because that seemed like an area that Africa could have a unique beer to just trying to be producing IPAs. Yeah, for us, um, we want them to set the pattern. We don't want to, yes, there's this African brew, you know, everybody's making go for the traditional 
where, you know, that, that's also my passion, you know, but we want to expose them to everything. They can, we want them to set their own track. Right. Uh, they are, they are the generation. So they will decide for themselves whether they use the technology learning from uh, the Japanese or the traditional ingredients from Africa. But you're going to introduce them to the whole range the whole of traditions. Is. Okay, well, listen, so guys. Um, in, in addition to this, yeah. Hello. So when Carlsberg uh, started their operation in uh, South Africa, so they developed a beer which was made up of sorghum and maize. Okay. And uh, they started this beer and this name of this beer is Chibuku, right? And uh, they sell this beer not in bottles, not in cans, in uh, Tetra Pak, right? Just for the sustainability. And this is not a new thing. It's like 20, 20 year old, more than 20 year old in South Africa, right? So I hope uh, Obekeng is uh, thinking on similar grounds, you know, creating a beer using traditional way as well as, you know, uh, making a consortium of uh, various cultures and various techniques around the globe. Okay, I, I, hope heard that makes. I think I, I eventually we're going to be making one global beer, you know, which is going to be something that's so universal that that anyone from any country can have it. Because, you know, normally we all speak, oh, the German beers, the English beers, the Indian beers, you know, the uh, from different subcontinents. I think what's here, what's going to happen is that we'll take a little bit of everything and put, make that also a beer. And plus, you can choose which, you know, by itself, which kind of beer that you want to have. Is. So it's no, going to be a global brand. Okay. Well, it's one thing with a global brand, but I mean, we pretty much have a global beer and just lager at the moment. That's the problem, Absolutely. isn't it? <laughs> <laughs> That's the problem we're trying to get away from. Um, yeah, get back to the more, like you said, locally sourced and locally produced and local styles. Yeah. And hopefully that this will this will help a lot with that as well. Because, I don't know. I think like everybody else, I think it, you're seeing it more important to be local and people are looking for local products. And it, it helps as well with tourism, just opening up the, the options of what you said, like all the all the things that you're opening up, tourism, you know, beer tour has a huge potential. In but fact, I, you nailed it right now, Brian, because when you speak about tourism, people are moving so much. They're exposed to so many different kind of international and local cultures. You know, they are not something that, oh, I'm from India, that I only have this kind of food or this kind of beers or anything for that matter. I know the beers that are there in the US, in the UK, because I'm well-traveled. People are well And see, largely the world is a millennial uh, generation. Yeah. You know, they're backpackers. They, they're experimenting a lot. They're moving a lot. They, they know it. So nothing is alien to them or saying it's a new concept. So that's what makes it, that, that becomes our advantage. So tomorrow, if I'm going to, you know, uh, Uba King is going to put in something on the table saying it's Indian beer. No one's going to think, you know, raise an eyebrow and say, oh my God, I don't know how it's going to be. Because some may be all up a little bit of the rest of the world. And, even you know? and that's what it is. Even Indian beer would just be like so encompassing. You're probably going to want a local. Exactly. Like we, we sit here in India, we, we have guineas. Here. You know, we're exposed to German beers. We're uh, exposed to UK beers, European beers. We know that it's nothing something, oh, only when we go there and once in light years that we go there that we drink that. We, we have it over here. So that's something that because it's so fluid, the world is so fluid, you know, and it's so moving that um, I think this concept will make it easily acceptable to the world, you know, South Africa and rest of And uh, Brian, uh, I was always a research and development brewer. So I never travel abroad outside India, but I was uh, fortunate and lucky enough to get all those beers from Globe in my R&D lab, you know, 
uh, i remember uh, last time i was working with united beverage and there we were working on wit beer yeah. so i had tasted uh, even blue moon from us and yeah. uh, several uh, wit beers from you know different parts of the world just to you know understand how wit beer tastes in different parts of the globe before you know getting down to the final recipe so as uh, chatty said yes indians are you know exposed to the beer but my case was different but i i'm in touch with people uh, who work for various it companies and you know in this it company they are well traveled in one week they are in india in second week of the month they are in japan then they are in uh, us right. so they they know and that's how indian culture is growing even i know few people uh, who were into it they traveled to us and uh, europe and eventually they ended up opening their own microbrewery in india of us style yeah I, i've heard a lot of people doing that as well um, yes yeah i, I mean when we're talking a guy called kettle yukunids the founder of the first norwegian microbrewery and it was purely that he was a pilot so he was going back and forward to america all the time and then he yeah i love these beers and he set up a brewery so he's not alone Mm. That yeah. is the just people are willing to experiment yeah. you know it's not like the earlier times 20 30 years ago and only have the, you know the lager beers were the most popular ones now people are willing to experiment because they're well traveled they are more knowledgeable there's more exposure thanks to digital whatever that world and the way things are moving yeah. so i and i think we are right in the epicenter of that and the queen of that epicenter is overking and she's putting us all together and we all going to be revolving around her orbit Okay. <laughs> well, maybe that's a good note to finish on. So, okay. um, listen, guys. I like I said, um, I, I it was good chat. Um, yeah. So I, I thought it was very informative. Really, be looking out for for what's happening. Keep me informed, and maybe we can all get back together sometime next year, and we'll see see where it's moved to. Absolutely, absolutely. We're gonna be um, we're gonna be around and rocking and kicking. <laughs> Perfect. All right. Thanks a million, guys. Thanks. Thanks a lot, Brian. Thank you. Thank you.